Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now as Pastor Joe concludes his second part teaching in the book of Jude from verses 12 through 25. There was a gentleman a while back used to come to our church. He had a complaint against someone here. We did everything we could to, to try to make him happy or, you know, to, to help. And he just still kept complaining. He wrote me a letter once, and it was just so confusing. And I tried to read it. I'm like, it was like bringing confusion. And I, I looked at my wife. I, says, I said, this guy, I think he's doing drugs. I mean, I just, I cannot understand this letter. It's like I, it's like I need to do drugs to kind of get in tune with what it's saying. <laughs> you know, I talked to one of the other pastors that had counseled with him, and he even told the, the, the pastor that he's still struggling with drugs. He's doing drugs. I didn't know that, but I, by reading the letter, I, it's like I, I could tell he's, something's wrong. Complaining and complaining and complaining. Most people wouldn't guess in a million years. Some think he's the nicest guy that walked on the face of the earth. Some probably get mad at me because he just no longer comes to the church. But I don't need to go around explaining myself to everybody. He's a complainer, a grumbler. That word, complainers, Complaining of one's lot, quarrelsome, blaming, could fall into gossiping. Our old nature loves gossip, doesn't it? And think, real, real quick, okay? Someone comes up to you and says, did you hear about so-and-so? What do you do? Most of the time, your old nature's like, what? Did you hear what he did? No, what? Well, I don't know if I should tell you this. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> and your old nature's like, tell me, tell me, tell me. Lord, help us. Walking according to their own lusts, their own lusts, their own ways, their own, you know, they don't, again, don't take godly counsel. They, they, they go in the way they want to go. They desire, they say they desire counsel or they, when things happen, but they don't listen to godly counsel. There's a couple, I'm just, sorry, I'm just, as I'm going through this, we've been through a lot here in eight years. But I remember a couple way back when, early on, some of you even know when I say it, they'll know who we're talking about. But there was a, a couple in here, they, they had problems constantly, marital problems all the time, all the time. I had people coming to me constantly about them. And it just, it was, and we, we counseled them. We took time and time and time and sit them down and talk. And they, they never, that I could recall, never even once took godly counsel, never even once applied it. Not one thing anybody said, this person, that pastor, that pastor, never. And they wonder why they still have problems. And as far as I know, when I see them every once in a while, they still have problems. In every church they went to, they had problems. I had pastors calling me up. Do you know so-and-so? <laughs> Keep them. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but it, it, it upsets me to a place where I say, you know, if they would just take biblical counsel, if they would just listen, God wants to change them. God wants to help them. God wants to convert their, their marriage and convert their souls. 
but they would have none of it. And it's everybody else's fault. And I'd say, go like this. I pray for them almost every day of my life, still to this day. They're in my prayers constantly. And I trust and pray that one day we'll see him again in this church and we'll see him just walking with Jesus. But they walk according to their own lusts, their own desires, their own ways, their own counsel. They make up schemes and figure out ways, but it's not of God. They mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. I'll try to impress you with these swelling words, vocabulary. They're, they'll flatter you to gain advantage with you. Tell you how great you are. Tell you how good you are. Someone once said that flattery is like perfume. It smells good from a distance, but if you drink it, it'll kill you. Don't drink flattery. It'll, it's... Beware of flattery. We need to guard over these things. I, I'm not standing up here in a pious way saying, you know, we, we all need to guard over flattering others for advantage, telling, you know, we, we need to guard over these things. We need to, you know, again, with the counsel, we need to take that godly counsel. But you, beloved, Sue, <laughs> let's turn it around now. You, but it's still, he'll still, it's, I, I thought, you know, when I first read this, when it says, but you, beloved, I thought he was going to bring the focus, oh, yes, but you, then, but he, he goes right back into complaining about these guys. <laughs> Check it out, you'll see. But it says, but you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time. So he goes back to these guys. He doesn't want them to miss it. So, but you remember that even the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 18 again, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the Spirit. Again, I, I, when I read that, I thought, for you, beloved, and, you, know, you walk with the Lord, you do this. And I, I thought it would just right here take a change for us, you know, I'm all excited. But it says, no, no, before he closes this, he, he wants to give a little bit more warning in case we didn't get it. So he says, there's another warning. Remember what the, what the apostles told you? That there'll be sensual persons who cause divisions. Another thing to look at, those that cause divisions. God hates it. Hates it. Capital H, hates it. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Most of you know this. Six things that the Lord hates. Yes, even seven is an abomination to him. And he lists seven a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceives wicked plans, feet that are swift to running to evil, a false witness who speak lies. But the last one, one who sows discord among brethren, causes divisions among brethren. Jude wants to make sure we understand. God hates division, guys. Paul the Apostle says, please take note of this. 1 Corinthians 1.10 he says, now I plead with you. Paul the Apostle himself, talking to a cardinal church in Corinth, saying, I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind, in the same judgment. 1 Corinthians 3.3, 3, Paul the Apostle says, for you are still carnal, 
For where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behave like a mere man? Where, in other words, where's the spirituality? Where, where's God's Holy Spirit in all of this? So, big key, divisions. Now, but you, he says it again, but you, beloved. I, I think he started to do it in verse 17, saying, you, beloved, focus on what you should be doing. And then he started to, to you know, give a, a, one last warning, and then he goes back and he says, again, but you, beloved, you, beloved, the one that the Lord loves. And I pray and trust that's you, that's me, you, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto unto eternal life. But you. Build yourself up in the most holy faith. That's what we're doing right now. Did you realize that? We're, we're building our, our faith right now. Romans ten seventeen says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the good thing is, is Jude is talking to us, he's talking to the Christians and saying, this is what you do. Build yourself up on the holy faith. Stay in the word. Build your faith up. Don't get caught up with all this stuff. Don't get caught up with, you know, these that try to bring problems in the church. Don't, don't, even, don't even pay attention to these guys. Just you build your faith up. You, you stay in the word. And I, and I want to exhort you that have recently come to know Jesus Christ, you that have come to the faith and, you know, just build yourself up in Jesus. Build yourself up in his word. Stay close to the Lord. Don't get caught up in, you know, anything, politics and nothing like that. Just get caught up in the word. Get caught up in the Lord. But you, you and me, praying in the Holy Spirit, so things we should do, praying in the Holy Spirit, I believe is having a prayer life that's led by the Spirit. Let the, the Holy Spirit lead you as you pray. I love our prayer meetings on Thursday nights. This last one, I think is probably one of our busiest prayer meetings we've had. If you were here, just like, wow, this just, and listening to the prayers of the saints, just like, oh, Lord, I could be raptured right now, Lord. I just, uh, your presence is here in such a wonderful way. Praying in the spirit, listening to people that are spirit-led as they pray to God, just being led by the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, that's what you should do. Don't get caught up in that stuff. You, what should you do? This is what you should do. Keep your focus on his word. Keep your focus on the Lord. Be led in the spirit as you're praying. Be, be led in the Lord because, you know, if, we, if you get caught up in all this stuff, you're going to get bitterness in your heart. You're going to get hurt in your heart. You're going to get worried. You're going to get anxious. But we're not to do that. We're to just focus on the Lord. Focus on his word. And as you pray, just be led by the Lord. And then keeping, this is, this is probably, I think, the, the peak, the highlight of this, this letter Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ until eternal life. In other words, you keep all the way to the end. Look for his mercy, but keep yourself in that loving place. And again, it, it, it could be so easy to get bitter or upset when, you, when anybody, especially in the church, when, when something happens in the church. You know, some, I know early on when something happened to me in the church, 
someone hurt me in the church, it's like, you don't expect that. You're like, that's not supposed to happen in the church. But then you realize, well, you know what? There, there's human beings in the church. You know, there's, there's un- unbelievable. And then you could guard your heart or you could put up like these walls and you could put up, or start getting, you know, whatever or get bitter or, or, or whatever it is or, you know, put yourself in a capsule and just go to church like just, okay, don't bother me. Just, okay, hi. How you doing? You know, just in this little capsule. It's like, okay, boy, that last person really hurt me. I don't want to get hurt or, or whatever that is. And we, no. Jude is telling you and I, just keep yourself in that loving place. I'll deal with that person. I'll take care of that. But it's destroying you. You're bitter. You're going, you're walking in the flesh. You're not walking in the spirit. Keep yourself in that love. Be in that place where you're in that loving place with God where he's pouring out his love and he's pouring out his goodness and it's flowing out of your life. And it's like, oh, bitter man, sir, whatever, this guy that's off is there, who cares? <laughs> Lord, you deal with him, Lord. I'm just, I'm gonna keep myself in this loving place with you, Lord. Flooded with his love. A friend of mine, in, he's a pastor in Germany. He used to be the largest um, church, I believe, there, out there in the UK, right? Is he still? I don't know if he's in Germany. Oh, just, excuse me, in Germany. But he's, he has, I don't know if it still is, but it doesn't matter. But Nick Long, he has a, a great church out there. He's a wonderful testimony. His family was falling apart while he was in ministry. I could tell the story because he told it, you know, publicly, so I can, I can share that. It's, his family was falling apart. His, I think his two daughters basically walked away from the Lord. His one daughter married an unbeliever. His wife got fed up, left him, went to live with the daughter that married the unbeliever. They all stopped going to church. So he went to walk out of ministry. He went to just take off and just leave everything. And, and while he was driving to leave, the Lord spoke to him and says, love your wife. He says, Lord, she's doing this and she's doing that. And you, and you, you try loving her. You know, it's just, it's... <laughs> and the Lord says, I know all that. He says, I want you to love your wife. And his story goes, he turned his car around and he made changes in his life to, to love on his wife. Demonstrated his love. Kept inviting her to church, taking her out. I believe dating her again, just loving her. And then she started coming back to church and she submitted her life to Jesus Christ. Then his daughter started coming to church. His son-in-law came to church then his son-in-law, I guess, went forward and gave his life to Jesus Christ. And God totally restored his family. Because he kept himself in the love of God. Allowed God's love to flow out of his life for his family again. 
Keep yourself in the love of God. Just gets better and better. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments defiled by the flesh. On some have compassion. I believe it's talking about have compassion on some that are led away uh, with those that, are, uh, that deceive. Th- those that come in the church, they're going to bring people away from the church. They're going to bring people out. They're going to take people away from the things of God. They're going to you know, pull them out and have compassion on them. They're, they've been deceived. Be compassionate to them. It's, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance and show the kindness of the Lord to them and, and let them see and let them taste and see that the Lord is so good that, that they're missing out. And they'll be stirred to jealousy and they'll think, well, wow, what am I doing? What, why am I wasting my life the way I'm living? I, I should be back with the things of the Lord. So have compassion on some. It was so awesome. This Sunday we had at least three people after the service commit themselves, recommit themselves to Jesus Christ. And it was so awesome to talk to a few of them. I see at least one here. There may be more. I'm... Praise God. Welcome home. We have a loving, compassionate God that loves you so much, that has good in store for you, that wants to restore, rebuild, and just continue to love on you and fill you with his love and his Holy Spirit. We have a very compassionate God that loves you. But others save with fear. Some are so caught up back in the world and they were so duped and they're, they're, they're tied into the things of the world and, and basically pull them out. Remind them that hell, hell is real and that's where they're headed if they continue in the path that they're on. Some you have to warn that way. I had a counseling appointment many years ago at Calvary Costa Mesa. A man came in Basically told me the pastor the night before did a sermon about being left behind. He said, I've been going to this church for over 20 years. He said, if Jesus Christ came back for his church, I would be left behind. I said, that's not good. (laughs) He said, I've even been for the last 20 some years, I've been going to the midweek Bible study. I said, are you serious? (laughs) I didn't, I wasn't laughing. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, wow. And he says, I never really gave my life to Jesus Christ. He said, I watch my son. My son's an adult. He's on fire for Jesus. And I know if the rapture comes tomorrow or even today, I'm going to lose my son and I'm going to lose my wife and I won't see him. And he looks right at me. He goes, what should I do? You know what I told him? I said, you've been coming to church for over 20-some years. I think you know. I said, it's that simple. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Repent, turn. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And he says, well, what if I'm just doing it because I'm afraid that I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to be left behind? I says, well, it took the prodigal son. He was hungry. And he went back to his father. I said, whatever it takes, if it takes fear, it doesn't matter. Give your life to Christ today. Don't be left behind. And he prayed and accept, accepted Christ and asked Jesus Christ to be his Lord and Savior right there in that appointment. 
weeping and crying and saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I've been a phony all these years. Come live inside of me. Give me a new life. I repent. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. And as he was weeping and crying, I said, you go home right now and you tell your wife and you tell your son that you are born again and you're going to be going to heaven with them. And he said, that's what I'll do. He was won by fear. He was afraid he'd be left behind. Some saved by fear. Now to him who is able, this is just like a grand finale right here, these last two verses. <laughs> now him, to him, capital H, who is able to keep you from stumbling. All this bad news, all this terrible stuff, all these, these things to be, you know, to be warned of. But now to him, our eyes and our focus on him, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. What an ending. It's like a grand finale. Do you ever, you know, you ever you know, go to the fireworks and at the end, they're just all the, you know, the grand finale. You're like, wow. This is it. This is a grand finale to him. Yeah. You're going to have people in the church. You're going to have you know, all this you know, deception going on. You're going to have all this kind of stuff to look out for. You keep yourself in the love of God, but then realize... If you're truly born again, you're truly a son of God, a child of God, he's going to keep you. Count on it. Did you notice that? Who's able to keep you? It doesn't say, now you keep yourself from stumbling. No, you go to him and allow him to keep you because he's able. Check it out. I circle, I circle. Him who is able to keep you. You, circle, 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 circle from stumbling. He's able to keep me. He's able to keep you. Go to him. Keep going to him. You fall, you get up, you go to him, you ask him, keep me from falling, keep me from stumbling, keep me from sin, keep me. You're able. That stumbling speaks of falling into sin, He's able to keep you continually from falling into sin. He is when you turn to him in repentance. But check it out, and also to present you faultless. To present you faultless. That word faultless means without blemish or without fault. If you're a born-again believer here, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. And that day that you and I are brought into the presence of God, he's going to present you and me. He's going to say, Lord, this is my daughter Robin, blameless, faultless, forgiven. My daughter Kathleen, my son, my daughter, my son. No fault. I took it. I bore it. The cross of Calvary. I took it all away. 
They're without spot or blemish because they have my righteousness. That's going to be a wonderful day, folks. A very wonderful day. While we're waiting, while we're in these last days, let's keep ourselves in that loving place. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like a copy of this message, need prayer, or wish to contact us, please call 562-592-1800. You can check out our website at ccoth.com. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our service times are Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory. As we come the throne of mercy, it's the sound of our singing praise, it's the sound of our singing praise.